Welcome back to The Blackout. As always, coming to you from BellyUpSports.com, I am Thomas Black. He is Alan Denton. Alan, it's been a long offseason, still the offseason technically, but it really feels like college football is coming close as we're getting into a new era of the podcast. Can't wait for it. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. As we jump in in July, our focus is turning all the football and um, it won't be too long before fall camp is here and we'll be in single digits to football starting back. So this is an exciting start to the year as we kind of open up a new chapter in the blackout. We talk about a new era because a lot of things are going on with the show. In 2022, we opened the opportunity for multiple contests to be run through the podcast That was on the confidence side. We opened up the Against the Spread contest. With that, Alan and I produced multiple episodes every single week throughout the season. We got a few paid supporters on board through our Patreon. And what do paid supporters mean? It means we're offering more perks. It means we've got bigger prizes. That'll be seen in a couple of months as we get closer to the season. And with the more perks, what I wanted to do is give more opportunity for people to get information that is valuable in season as early as possible. So Alan and I talked this spring. We agreed, let's drop some preseason episodes. So we are here to discuss the very first of 14 Pick'em Preview episodes. These are team breakdowns that'll give our thoughts on what we saw in 2022 from the teams that appeared most often in our contest. And we'll also give a preview for what we expect from these teams in 2023. So we will have seven free episodes available to everyone. We will also have seven paid episodes running weekly for any subscriber on our Patreon. That's as low as the season ticket holder level and above. So, Alan, we've got some cool things coming. Can't wait to touch on an awful lot of teams here in the offseason that can help prep us for the 2023 season. But what are some of your thoughts as we kind of get to the next evolutional phase of this podcast? Well, one, I think it's really exciting because we're not going down the top 25 we're looking at the 14 most frequented teams on our list, which is going to leave us in some really interesting spots with some very interesting teams. And so um, I'm really excited about it. And I think in many ways it can be really helpful to just digest some of this information on teams that I think we'll see quite frequently again this year. Just as Alan alluded to, we're not doing the top 25 teams. We're not doing the teams that showed up in the college football playoff specifically. We're not doing our favorite teams. None of that. We are doing, just as you said, the most frequent teams that appeared inside our contest in 2022. Uh, I didn't see any other way of doing this, and it's really giving the opportunity to provide as much value as we possibly can to our listeners as we go through. So without further ado, Alan, if you're ready for it, let's break down the Baylor Bears, who were one of those teams that appeared more often than many other teams around the country in 2022. That's right. Let's, let's jump on to Sikkim. As we get in with the Baylor Bears, we have to address the fact that the Big 12 looks different this year. We have a new look 14-team league with the addition of UCF, BYU, Houston, and Cincinnati. 
Alan, we have had tons of information coming our way, looking at conference realignment all over the place. There's more coming in the future. And this new look, Big 12, is only going to be around for one season because Oklahoma and Texas are getting ready to head off to the SEC in 24. But what's your idea for the upcoming season and what we're going to see with uh, a kind of new age Big 12? For one year, it's going to look bloated, in my opinion. I think this is the winter where it fattens up before you start working on that summer body in the spring when Texas and Oklahoma leave for the SEC next year. But I think it provides some interesting matchups that we don't often get to see, with, particularly with an exciting team that I think can make some noise like UCF, a historically really tough team in BYU. I think with somebody like Cincinnati, I think they're going to have a rough go of it. They're going to miss being able to play uh, Eastern Carolina or somebody like that when they're having to play Texas. Definitely a lot of things to think about. As we look back more specifically on Baylor, the 2022 season had more downs than ups. This is a team that went two and five straight up in the confidence slate. They went three and four against the spread. Alan, as you think back on the Baylor Bears and their 2022 season, what's something that stands out to you? You know, as you look back, they lost some close games, even going six and seven, including one of the craziest games of the season against TCU. If you remember, ran the kicker on at the last second and just kicked it on a running clock in almost lucky fashion to make it. Honestly, that was a tough but predictable year after the magical year in 21 when they went 12 and two that had them winning the Sugar Bowl. Dave Aranda's a good coach, but as you look back to last year, a tough loss at BYU, a good close win against a bad Oklahoma team, and that really tough loss against TCU, losing 29-28 to in one of the games of the year. Definitely one of the games of the year. That's the one I had jotted down, the fire drill field goal at the end for TCU to survive and help them make it to the college football playoff. That is the moment that stands out to me. When you look back statistically at some of the things we saw, this Baylor team, out of the 14 teams we're previewing here in the preseason, they ranked 13 out of those 14 in average margin during the pick'em games that we had losing by 7.3 points per game. They also finished 13 out of 14 in average versus the spread. We're going to give you these statistics as well if you are a paid subscriber on Patreon. Again, we're looking to give as many advantages as we can, and that'll be a little bit more valuable in the season upcoming as we get those updates week after week, but that'll be something we're adding to your subscription levels as well. So, A lot of things to look at with the Baylor Bears, but more losses than wins, more losses against the spread than wins. And as we look toward what's coming in 2023, we're going to address some roster changes. They had one draft pick in 2023 that was defensive tackle Siaki Ika. He went in the third round, a top 100 pick. And uh, other than that, Alan, as we turn our page kind of looking toward the 2023 season, the one glaring thing that stands out to me is they lose four of five starters on the offensive line. So a big guy up the middle on defense, four of five starters on the offensive line. What are your kind of your thoughts as you look at those pieces missing heading into 2023? It's interesting because they only returned for a team that went six and seven and surprisingly was worse defensively than they were offensively. I mean, when you think back to some of those weeks last year, Blake Shapin was mediocre at best. 
highly inconsistent. They missed Jerry Bohannon, who had transferred to Southern Florida. But that defense, in many ways, ranked in the 60s for almost anything that mattered. And that's really, really not good. They were not good on the turnover margin, um, only being plus two over the course of the full season. But this team only returns four offensive starters and five defensive starters. And looking back, that Siaka Ika was a, he was a mammoth down front in the defensive line. They are bringing in some pieces. They've got two transferred brothers on the OL from BYU. They bring in Keetron Jackson from Arkansas. The biggest question, in my opinion, is will Blake shape and take the next step? He has to. If he does, they can probably get too closer to their ceiling. Um, Richard Grease is coming back, who's the Big 12 Offensive Freshman of the Year as a running back. He had nearly 1,000 yards and 14 touchdowns. But as you talked about, the big, big, big question is the offensive line and, quite frankly, the secondary because they changed defensive coordinators. They were so bad last year. Yeah, I agree with basically everything you're saying. The questions for me are on the offense, can they get the offensive line to really offer protection and block well for Richard Reese? Uh, The transfers coming in from BYU is big. There seems to be some belief that the wide receiver from Arkansas is going to be a good player for them as well. I already think they have some good weapons. You know, I think Mm -hmm. Shapin is surrounded by guys that give him the opportunity for success. Monterey Baldwin's a pretty good wide receiver. If Keetron Jackson supplies some boost at the wide receiver position, and of course you know what you get out of Richard Reese, those are all good things. But to me, it's on the offensive line. It's on Shapin at quarterback. And then, like you talked about, can Dave Aranda get this defense to improve much more to a level of what you expect out of that defensive mind that we came so used to at LSU and in the early couple of seasons at Baylor. Those will be necessary steps if this team is going to reach a ceiling. So let's say some things work out or let's say there are struggles at some of these spots we're talking about. What's your kind of perception for this team in 2023 for their high and low kind of ceiling and floor territories? It feels like a very middle of the pack type of year. I've got kind of their low, their floor Probably six and six, but I don't have a very high ceiling. I, I've got the high if things go really well going at eight and four. I think they have some tough games, including that week two game against Utah. <laughs> yeah, week two, certainly. I kind of am in the same range as you. If Shapin takes a big step forward and if you get good play out of the offensive line and let's say you, the defense does improve to a pretty good level, I'm not going to say they're going to be great. I think you could see this team kind of work their way into contention for maybe appearing in the Big 12 championship. I don't think they're going to get to that level where they would actually break through that ceiling, but I think they could possibly look like a contender inside the Big 12 without really truly being one. Uh, But I'm with you. I think if things go south and you have some negative outcomes, I think you really could see this team just scraping by just to make a bowl game. So as we look more specifically at the schedule, what are your expectations for when we're going to see this team? And if you can give us, I don't know, some perspective on some wins and losses, that kind of thing, or things to expect versus some of the matchups they're going to play. What do you have your eyes set on for 2023 in the Pick'em slate? I think we're going to see them probably five or six times. I would imagine we see them week two against Utah. That's a game that they get to host. But 
I don't think that's a game they will be favored in. And in fact, I would probably pick against them in that. Texas, they host uh, week four. So they do host some games at home. Again, Texas is going to be picked to win the Big 12, in my opinion, and should be. That is going to be a tough one. Maybe if they show something in Utah, I might could slide that in potentially an upset where I slide Texas down. I could see in week eight with them going to Cincinnati with a first time uh, playing each other. I could see that in the middle of the slate. And then week 11, we see them at Kansas state in a game that I think will be big for potentially for Kansas state. So I think we probably see them five times, something like that, maybe six this year, not as many as we have in the past, but I think that will be determined as much by how they get out the gate. And I think, they're going to lose two of their first four. Yeah, I think that makes an awful lot of sense. I think we easily could see them twice in the first four games, like you're talking about that week two matchup versus Utah, the week four matchup versus Texas. You might think, hey, great, they host both of those. But honestly, those are probably the two best teams they play all season. And or two of the top three. You know, it's right there amongst the best teams they're going to play. So I'm with you. I I think we might see Baylor early in this slate, but my money's going to be on the other teams. Utah and Texas, for sure, I think should be able to go into Baylor and pick up wins. I think it's it's rough that Baylor's talking about having to gel an offensive line in a situation where you host a couple of the best teams you're going to play. I mean, honestly, yeah. if I'm a fan of Baylor, I'm kind of thinking, man, why don't we get those games on the road, maybe have an opportunity to play some of these other teams at home during the season. Late in the season, they have back-to-back trips to Kansas State and TCU. So really, I think that's four tough games right away that I'm looking at. I'm going to be favoring the other four teams, and it could be three or four of the opportunities that we see Baylor next season. So I'm chalking up probably a lot of L's unless we see a surprise out of the gate. And then we have some of those more middle ground games that you talked about. October 7th, you've got Texas Tech. You've got Cincinnati after a bye week on October 21st. You've got Iowa State. You've got West Virginia late. I don't know that you'll be seeing that game, but if some teams surprise, if some of these teams that are coming and transitioning into the Big 12 pop up and have a good season and Baylor plays relatively well, they could be on the board an awful lot. But I'm kind of with you. I think four or five opportunities to see this team, it's going to be one to be familiar with. But I'm betting against the better teams we're going to see on their schedule, you better be picking the other side an awful lot. Um, I'm with you there, bro. <laughs> you know, I'm more pessimistic on Baylor than maybe even most people, but I'm thinking that six, six, seven, five, more likely than eight and four. Now, as we look toward the season, we have to let you know the confidence pick'em group is already live. Alan and I have already joined that. By the time you're hearing this, there could already be some other people in there as well. We're going to send out the group invitations for those very, very soon. So be on the lookout for that if you have not already seen it. And uh, we'll figure out the ATS pick them as we get a little bit closer to the season. But we may not have an awful lot of exciting games in week one of our pick slate this year, but it's why we are addressing some of these teams very early. Hopefully, adding to your arsenal and getting you a little bit extra ammunition for what you're going to find later in the season to become a little bit more of an expert on the pick'em slate. Yeah, I think that's wise. There's not a ton of primetime matchups, though we will get primetime himself in one of those matchups with Deion Sanders in Colorado. So I think it's going to be a, an interesting start to the year. 
No doubt about it. Alan and I are recording more episodes. Like we already talked about, this is the first of 14 preseason Pick'em Preview episodes we are putting out. So if you want more access to more information, more expectations for teams, more predictions on what we're going to see going forward, make sure you tune into the show. Coming up next, later this week, we are going to have a Clemson Tigers episode only for our Patreon subscribers. Again, you can get in on that for as little as $1.50 per month. That's the season ticket holder level. We're going to have seven paid episodes for you if you join us over there. We're going to have seven free episodes. So about this time next week, after the Clemson episode, we're going to have a free episode air on the Kansas State Wildcats. So we'll dip back into the Big 12, and we'll look at one of the teams that has some higher expectations inside that conference. Alan, I can't wait for it. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, let this be the beginning of an exciting countdown to college football pick'em season. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.